Mountain.net. The 14th ranked Iowa State basketball team's in action on the road at Texas tonight. The Cyclones in a four-way tie for second in the Big 12, a half game off the lead. Preparations continue in Las Vegas for the Chiefs and 49ers in advance of Super Bowl 58. DraftKings line has the Niners favored by two. The 76ers say Joel Embiid will be reevaluated in about four weeks after undergoing surgery to repair a meniscus injury in his knee. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two is underway. We'll talk momentarily to Matt Rudy from Golf Digest. Yeah, a couple of golf things, but I want to uh, we'll go back to Saturday night, the Iowa women's game against Maryland, and do so through his daughter's eyes as he took his daughter to uh, the game on Saturday night. I'll do that with Matt Rudy. Matt Norlander coming up from CBSSports.com. We'll talk college basketball from a national perspective and trends plays of the day as as well. Let's get to him. He's Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. Hello, Matt Rudy. How are you? You know what? I'm doing all right. I'm happy to be talking to you in a non-major championship. How about that? I, lo- I love it. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> As do we being able to reach out like this. So you told us in one of your uh, visits with us that your daughter wanted to go and get a uh, get with witness with her own two eyes, Caitlin Clark mania. So you were there. You got tickets well in advance. It's a good thing you did uh, because yeah, the game yeah. sold out. And you would have had to spend a pretty penny uh, to get yeah. into it. So uh, watching your daughter. Um, watch the game kind of through her eyes? Um, was it everything you thought it would be? You know, it, it was, and, and for a lot of different reasons. I mean, uh, you know, we where I live in uh, Connecticut, and the Fairfield University women's team is one town over from us, and they're 19-1. and one. You know, they're, they're a really good mid-major team. We go to a lot of those games, and it's exciting, but it's at a different, you know, when you go see – Caitlin Clark, and you see the spectacle that those women's games are that she plays in. Not not just you know the spectacle of you know lining up all the way. You know the just just you know hundreds and hundreds of people waiting to get into the building and you know mm-hmm. milling around getting to their seat. That's unlike any other women's basketball experience. And then the experience of watching the game itself and to see somebody you know perform at such a high level. I think it's it's fantastic for a lot of reasons. You know, it's it's a basketball experience. It's not a women's basketball experience, and and I think that's a really important thing. I I don't think we should be talking about this so much as you know. Hey, this is a woman who is doing it. This is a basketball player, and and that's great for my daughter. That's important to me. You know, I want her to, to to have access to every experience as a player and as a fan, as as you know, as as everybody gets, and to and to go and see it. You know, and to have the hype and to have the fan response be at the level of you know of men's basketball, I think that's a really really cool thing. It's one thing to see the crowds when Iowa goes to Wisconsin; and it's a couple hours away from Iowa City or Minneapolis or even Lincoln. It's another in Washington D.C. Um, they go on the road last week to Chicago. A lot of alumni there, not as many in D.C. And to see the environment, 
Talk about the Hawkeye fans and the fans that are just Caitlin Clark fans that were in the building on Saturday night. I know, obviously, it was a big contingent of Terp fans there, but the people that were just there just to see, as you mentioned, the spectacle of Caitlin Clark. You know, I, I feel, I think part of the reason we get along so well when I come on your show, the the, the Michigan State fandom is pretty similar, I think, yeah. to the mm-hmm. Iowa fandom, and that there mm-hmm. there's a big diaspora of fans all around the country, right? So if you go to a, a major a major city, whether it's Chicago or New York City or, you know, Baltimore or any, you know, any place like that. I think there's, A, there are a lot of fans who, you know, who went to school in Des Moines. They went to school at Michigan State, and, and they're now in this new area. And, and so they want to support teams. And, and we do that. You know, I, I'm a Michigan State person, and I, I've traveled. You know, I, my, my kids, we, we go to football games at Rutgers. We go to Penn State. I mean, that, that's the closest we can get aside from driving, you know, 17 hours back to Michigan or something. So, so what, what I love about it is the same thing I love, for example, about going to a Wisconsin game. I think the, 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 the warmth of the fan group, the Iowa fan group, you know, everybody's having a good time, but there's not a lot of this, you know, anger between the fan group. If we went to a Michigan game, for example, mm-hmm. not to, not to, not to dump on the Michigan fans, but, <laughs> yeah. but there's a, but there, there's, you know, but there's a, there's some negative energy between those fan groups. We went to the Penn State football game a couple of years ago, and you know, the, the, when people saw that we were there as Michigan State fans, we're, we're eating lunch and we go to get the bill, and the waitress comes over and says, "Hey, the, you know, the, the 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 guy who was in the booth before, you know, he left, but he paid your bill and said, have a good time and happy valley.' Wow, how about that? I mean, the, the, the positive, the positiveness of the experience and how everybody's there to see this amazing thing, you know, and and, and I think the 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 home team. They're getting beat by this great player, and the fans still have an appreciation for what they're watching with Caitlin Clark play. So I think all of that makes for the the sports experience I'm trying to get across to my kids, which is we're rooting for our team to win, but it's awesome to see a great performance, whoever it is. If, yeah. if, the, if, the, if the enemy team, if they do something awesome, you know, if, the, if you know, the, the player playing against you, make, you know, has a triple-double, that's amazing. You know, I, I, I think you want to appreciate that. Mm, too bad you don't didn't know in advance. I'll, I'll have the lobster roll. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty cool. So maybe maybe not in Pennsylvania. But. Yeah, probably not. Right? Yeah, probably not. Or in Des Moines. Um, anyways, uh, Matt Rudy Golf Digest uh, is our guest. We'll get to golf in a second. So back to your daughter for a second. Was she a uh, a Caitlin Clark? How did how did she come to becoming aware of uh, of what Caitlin Clark is doing for for women's basketball and for the sport? Quite frankly, um, has she been a long time? fan or what you know she she started playing basketball two years ago and so we've made a concerted effort to go to games around here and to watch a lot of games on tv and in the ncaa tournament run last year you know that became appointment viewing for lots of people Mm -hmm. and it was appointment viewing in our house for sure so then that turned into getting a caitlin clark jersey Mm -hmm. and to you know looking at the schedule and saying okay where in the northeast can we can we reasonably get over to see this? And, uh, you know, she's, she's a, she, I think she's a big fan of basketball in general, mm-hmm. and then Caitlin Clark in particular. So it, it's been fun to watch. Did she get your size? Because how tall are you? You're a big dude. <laughs> I'm 6'6", six, six, so she's, she's pretty tall. The, the funny thing is we have a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 10-year-old, yeah. and along with my wife, all four girls wear the same size shoe. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot, of, uh, yeah. a lot of tall people in our house. Good shape there. Let's get into a little golf, your expertise, and over at Golf Digest, a longtime scribe over there. Uh, Liv had the window on Sunday. 
Yes. There was basketball going mm-hmm. on, but certainly not the slate that it was on Saturday. Pebble Beach rained out. And 54 holes for a PGA Tour event, which is interesting in its own way. Did Liv, were they able to, I don't know, do what they needed to to at least get a few more eyeballs to attract people over there and create some kind of buzz in golf circles? Well, it, it's hard to say because I don't know that raw viewership is the, is the business plan, like if that even matters. Yeah. You, know, you could certainly say you know, they spent however hundreds of millions of dollars to, to get John Rahm, and, and, and that's absolutely a coup, but I, I don't know that John Rahm drives American viewership in, in ways that you would really see you know, tangibly in, in, in rating. But now, does that mean that it was a poor strategic decision? If that leads to a deal between the PGA Tour and Liv you know, to happen, happen faster, I mean, that's the best money they could ever invest. So I think the, the point of all this is to, I, I mean, this is just my sort of estimate as an observer, the point of all this is to sort of slog along as a, as a viable entity where, you know, the, the, the standard of golf being played is relatively high and it's being played by you know, people who are active current major champions. And to keep doing that, to, you know, to play out that string long enough that the other entities that are involved decide that they need to make a deal. And, and I think in that case, the strategy has been really successful. I don't think anyone ever believed that there were going to be millions of people watching this on the CW or you know, on, on mm-hmm. some secondary network. But if this was really, you know, if viewership was the intent, the Saudis could have easily just bought the Golf Channel. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Not, it's not like they have a shortage, a shortage of budget. They could just go to the NBC and say, hey, we want to buy the Golf Channel. And I'm sure, given that all the, you know, they, they basically shut all the offices and made this kind of a much smaller operation, I'm sure... Comcast or NBC would have happily sold them the golf channel. So yeah. if that was the play, I think that's what they, they would have done first. Matt, I've been anxious to ask this question, uh, knowing that this week the tour moves to Phoenix. And, and normally on any given weekend, I mean, we see, we see a spectator as, as much as, you know, flinch or cough or sneeze, whatever. And in the middle <laughs> of backswings, guys are stopping their backswing or their caddies going over it. Stop clicking your camera. Now, this is entirely different. It's expected that they're going to get heckled, etc. Do yeah. they appreciate this week? It's, it's so different from any other weekend. What, how do the players feel about this week? You know, it's, it's very different, but every player I've talked to has, has said the same thing, which is they can play in any environment as long as the environment is consistent. So, you know, if people are okay. hollering yeah. and, it's, and it's a consistent, you know, a consistent hollering, great. But I don't think it's any different than if you were in a basketball arena and, and, the, and the home crowd goes completely silent. And then right as somebody's shooting a basket, you know, somebody screams at the top of their lungs. I think that's much more disorienting for an athlete. But, you know, I think the, the bigger picture is that, and this, <laughs> I'm sure this is going to get me some nice hate mail on social media, and I can't wait for it. Um, I, I think the, the one positive that the live experience has had for professional golf, and I think tournaments like Phoenix, have had for professional golf, this is supposed to be entertainment and it's supposed to be fun. Now, yes, the players are supposed to be able to have an environment where they can compete at the highest level, but it also needs to be fun and not so much of a church service, you know, where everything is silent and little kids, if they make a little bit of noise, everybody freaks out and yells mm-hmm. at them. You, you need to draw younger fans. You need to draw people that, you know, want to come and see this, this athletic experience. So the more you can make it, fun and and by fun i don't mean 
a bunch of people, you know, throwing up because they had 17 beers by <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon. But right. you know, it's it's got it's got to be fun, and there needs to be some energy in the room. So, you know, I, I, there's there's a balance. But I think the 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 Phoenix tournament does a good job, kind of moving closer to the right balance. It's a conversation with Matt Rudy. That means we are contractually obligated to mention Tiger Woods before we get you out of here. Uh, he had a tweet this morning talking about what was the thing? The vision remains the same. What is this? An announcement for his new apparel deal? Is it his golf league, the indoor thing that he's working on? Or when we're going to actually see him back out on the course? What do you anticipate next week we're going to find out? I think the answer is probably yes. <laughs> it. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's always a, it's a, a melange of all those things. From, from what I gather, I mean, with the trademark filings and things like that, there, he's, he's entering some kind of uh, apparel partnership with TaylorMade you know, to, with a new clothing brand. I, I mean, and given that his Nike contract ran out here just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's the leader in the clubhouse. But there's lots of things to discuss. I think he hasn't really discussed what his playing schedule is going to be this year. I mean, there's the, the TGL Golf League stuff going on. You know, there, there's, there's always, you know, now with with so much going on on the business side of golf, you really do have to. Even Tiger Woods has to vie for a little bit of media attention when it comes to making these kinds of announcements. <laughs> even Tiger Woods at this point in his career. Uh, Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. Matt, thank you as always for coming on. Really enjoyed the conversation. Who knows? Maybe we'll speak before the Masters, Matt Rudy. I'm going to come out and see you guys. I'm going to come do it in the studio. I'm going to I'm make it yes. So that, that I'll uh, I'll come up with a good time and we'll. Uh, We'll run this back. In. In, in, in. Thanks, buddy. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Take care. You bet. Thank you. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. As uh, we talk a little golf and a little uh, what it's like, Caitlin Clark Maney through his daughter's eyes. Pretty special night by the sounds of things for daddy and daughter. Yeah, there's been a lot of those. There and a lot of people that have had yep. those moments. Yep. And uh, really fun to see. Uh, well, as we talk about when we talk about golf, if you're betting golf, make sure you're doing there's it. There's only one place, Yes. yes. Uh, the lowest theoretical hold every single time, every single yep. tournament. Week in, week out. You take a look at some of the big shots. The theoretical hold is north of 30%, mm-hmm. meaning think of it as you're just betting a game. Think if you had to lay minus 132 juice right. on every bet you make. That's what you're doing you're at the big spending, shots. You're essentially spend, uh, betting that you're going to get 70 cents back on your dollar. <laughs> right. Not the case with uh-huh. Circa. The lowest hold in there. Uh, the Masters odds are out at Circa. Scotty Scheffler is the betting favorite, nine to one. Rom second, plus ten fifty. Yes, mm-hmm. eligible over there. Him and Rory both plus. Yeah, 10-50. because it's not a given that live live winners get uh, the Masters are the the majors invite. But the Masters, they are, mm-hmm. and they're exempt in there. Victor Hovland, he pulled out this week at uh, in Scottsdale. I thought that was I have to do a little more investigating. I got a couple He's such of a futures. Good player. There. What's he at? Plus thirteen fifty. Then you get twenty to one for Kepka. Spieth, 22. Can't lay 24. No thanks. Cam Smith, your dude. You always yeah, have him. Yeah, I know. I do. 28 to 1. Amorikawa, 24 to 1. Shoffley, 25 to 1. I bet both, at least one of those guys every single tournament. <laughs> Tony, Fino, uh, what's his name? Finau for Fino. me. 42 to 1. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. You can get him right now? I'm out. JT, down to 26 to 1. You I, think he's going to have a good year? Yeah, his iron play is really, it felt like he figured it out in the offseason. He played well last week at Pebble, um, and I think he had a shot maybe on Sunday of even tracking down uh, Wyndham Clark, but didn't get that opportunity. Did you see at some of the shops around the country that there were some wise bettors that are apparently, they follow golf and they also follow the Weather Channel. Uh-huh. They parlayed a bunch of top 10 finishers uh-huh. together after the third round of the oh, tournament. wow. 
So after 54 holes, they took the guys that are currently uh-huh. 1 through 10, parlayed them all, bet 5. I mean, they're getting huge, huge money. Now smart. they don't want to pay out. Well, I bet they don't. Well, they don't want to, but they accepted the bet. Mm-hmm. And if the house rules did not so you have to play spell it out, yep. it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. Yeah, JT is my guy. I love that. <laughs> That's, I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah, it's really good Saturday idea, night, right? Because I was pretty invested in it. And uh, JT, he is the guy, every year I identify somebody I'm going to bet all four majors before everything starts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times during the winter, you'll get better odds than you will as we get closer and closer to things. So JT was my guy at the time that I did it back oh, about a month ago. I think he was in the he was in the 30s for pretty much everything. Now it's down in the 20s for all four majors. Mm. But if you like a guy, he's going to win a major this year. Whoever your flavor that is, Xander Shoffley, this is the year he's going to do it. Bet all four of them right now. You're probably going to get a better price. And though you're betting four tournaments at one unit, well, if you're getting 25 to one, that's good that's numbers. Okay. Yeah. Even on a four-unit play over four tournaments. I think I've got my post-830 plans ah, for tonight. Ah, starting to dig That's in, That's huh? not a bad one. Not a bad one indeed. All right, we'll take a timeout. Trent's plays of the day. We're going to move them up today uh, since we have Matt Norlander coming up in about oh, 15 minutes or a little more than 15 minutes. We'll talk college, but I don't want to sh- uh, cut him short. He's a fountain of knowledge. We'll do that. But how about we do this? It's time for another $1,000 swoosh. Head to KXNO.com. You can enter the keyword money, money at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. It's money at KXNO.com. Money, KXNO.com. Take time out. Come back. Trent's got some plays of the day. We will do that. Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3.org. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roofing. Yes, heed the call. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M pressure washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online at Washer Systems. Practices in full terms. Believe it or not, baseball and fast pitch season is right around the corner. Now you can become a youth umpire with Iowa U-Triple-S-A sports officials and Central Iowa sports. Be around the game that you love and the greatest part-time opportunity ever where you can make great money. They offer on-field training and no experience required to apply. For more information to get back into the game, Go to IAUSO.com. That's IAUSO.com and get back in West Des Moines. Uh, Matt uh, Norlander from CBSSports.com. He'll join us, covers college basketball. He was at Madison Square Garden for the uh, UConn-St. Uh, John's game the other day. We'll do that, go around college basketball with Norlander. Always look forward to our oh, seemingly twice-yearly conversations with him. But Trent's got some plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those. I see the uh, Iowa, uh, Iowa State is now getting two and a half 
from Texas, two, two and a half. Depends where you shop mm-hmm. uh, there. So that number's moving around a little bit. But what are you playing today? We got a bunch of college basketball. I do have one hockey play, but oh. it was a boost bet. So uh, I don't even know if I'm going to put that. Well, I took the Hurricanes. On Who the do they line. play? Uh, they are hosting Vancouver. Whoa. Two good teams. Yes. Two good teams. Could be a Stanley Cup matchup. Boy, it could be. The networks are not hoping for that one. <laughs> Carolina, Vancouver. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> the only thing worse would be Carolina, Winnipeg. Yeah. Well, Winnipeg. Uh, not yeah. many worse. Yeah. Not many. Montreal, maybe. Well, if it's not too Canadian, Canadian yeah. yeah, that'd be brutal for here. But it'd be good for you because you uh, have a Canadian team do. winning. I do have a Canadian team uh, plus three twenty. There you go. We locked in, and mm-hmm. then you can just watch your Jets win it. Wouldn't that be something? If they make a run, are you going to make your pilgrimage north? I have to. Yeah. I know you've said for years you need to get back up there. Yeah. If they went around, mm-hmm. the planning really is starting to take shape. Mm-hmm. They get to the Western Conference Finals, you're there. No. They've been to the Western Conference Finals. they got to get the they whole got to get the whole way. That's what's going to get the man back yes. north of the border. Because, uh, yeah, I, w- I have to. Yeah. Understandable. I mean, I've been cheering this team since the 60s. I mean, they weren't even in the WHA. That's me. It's like you are to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Every half the audience is to Iowa State or whatever. This that's that's my passion. Would you be able to get a press pass? I would sure try. Right, <laughs> because uh, get in price. Yeah, you know what I was thinking, and this is corny and stuff. I get it, but that the guy that listened to the World Series Game Seven at his dad's grave. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, I was bawling. Yeah, that's... I'm. Anyways, yeah, I, no. What do you want? What I wanted? Yeah, I think I kind of would. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you can make it happen. Yeah, you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I would pull some strings. Yep, got any connections still up in Winnipeg? I do. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. A couple of media connections. Well, my connections are with Circa and my plays of the day. Yes, they are. We got a six pack. All college basketball outside of that Hurricanes game. Uh game one. You know my love of this South Carolina team. But hang on a second. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a favorite tonight. They're they're the hunted, not the hunter on a Tuesday night. They're taking on Old Miss, who's a great story in they're their own. They're pretty right. good, aren't they? Are they in? Yes, they are. Yeah, they're Old Miss is 18 and 4. South Carolina's oh, 19 and 3. Now neither of them played overly daunting non-conference schedules and even both of their conference slates have been pretty good breaks for both of them. Uh-huh. But 19 and 3 versus 18 and 4. That's and what's good. the number? 3. I'll lay it. Give me, okay. give me the cocks at home okay. with pick number one. Indiana, Ohio State. These oh, teams garbage. are awful. I mean, this was the game uh-huh. in the Big Ten for a long time. Uh-huh. Growing up in the 80s and 90s, this would be a monster mm-hmm. matchup. Now, mm-hmm. it's a whole lot of yuck. I guess Holtman back home playing for his job. I just can't take Indiana. Might, might, the, might both of those schools have I vacancies? Think so. I think so, too. Those are pretty plum jobs. Uh-huh. Indiana, an old blue blood. Yep. A top. At minimum, top 12 job in the game right now. Mm, Ohio yeah. State probably top 20 with their yeah. financial investment that they have. Well, they're in the right conference. <laughs> <laughs> that helps, too. I'm going to lay it with the Buckeyes, minus five and a half. Total play. He's been good lately. We're going under in the A-10 tonight. Rhode Island making their way to George Washington, under 157 and a half. Give me the cowpokes tonight. Wyoming. I bet Wyoming a lot. Maybe it's the brown and the mustard and the <laughs> brown, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm going to grab the 11 as they take on New Mexico. Um, UConn, I'm kind of falling into the trap that I did with Carolina a couple of weeks they've ago. Got, they've got a, a cakewalk tonight, don't they? Well, it's Butler. Butler's okay. Oh, Butler's okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I watched them on Friday night beat yes. Creighton. Yes. Uh, that was right after the Iowa game. Butler's getting 15 and a half. That feels like too many. 
But can they do it too? I mean, they right. knocked off Creighton in Omaha. No need to knock them out. Just stay within 15. Right, and we'll right. be in good shape. Yep. And wrap it up. Uh, two teams that have really been a surprise in the American. Charlotte. Remember back in the 90s, Bobby Lutz, who was here at Iowa State with Hoiberg yeah. for a year. Uh-huh. His teams, every single year at UNC Charlotte, they'd get on a run at the end of the season, usually win the tournament, and get in in Old Conference USA. They took on South Florida. South Florida, uh, Abdul Rahim is the coach there. He's done an incredible job. I mean, that was a wasteland. Remember when you and I went down there and lost to them earlier this season? Like, ooh, what a bad loss that is. UCF's pretty good. We'll lay the two. UCF against Charlotte. So South Florida, Butler, Wyoming, under in GW, Rhode Island, Ohio State, and South Carolina, my six-pack. No opinion on Iowa State, Texas? You can tell me what anything that happens, and I wouldn't be surprised by that one. You got a feel? <laughs> the same you yeah. do. It's the Big 12 after all. <laughs> That's right. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, again, the keyword this hour was money, money at kxno.com. Uh, Matt Norlander will join Trent and I next. We'll do college basketball from a national perspective as we take you up until just before one. Murph and Andy follow us. And then, of course, the drive with Heather and Sean from 3 until 6. It's Miller and Condon. On Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KTS. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ankeny, Urbandale, and sounded so good. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800- If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you 
to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renters Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renters Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to RentersWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-40. How are you, Matt Norlander? I'll tell you what. Memory serves correct. I just heard a little mouse mouse coming out of the break. I think mm-hmm. it's 20 years since that record came out. I was in college. Thank you for the flashback. I needed that. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy to accommodate you. Hey, I want to ask you this, and it's so difficult, right? Everybody's got a different taste. Heard Billis on the K-State-Kansas game last night talking about best environment at Fog Allen for him. Uh, there's so many. You were in a special place on Saturday. Uh, what was it? Noon, one o'clock, I think, Eastern, but uh, Madison Square Garden, Big East tournament. So much fun to watch there. Rupp has got to be on a list. Cameron. Uh, what are some of your favorites, Matt Norlander? Where would you like to, where do you like to go and watch a game just for everything uh, that accompanies it? Well, well, well. Thank you for asking. Um, I went to uh, Bud Walton Arena earlier this season, Arkansas's home base, for the first time ever. That was an incredible environment. I'll be going to Auburn in a week and a half for the first time and experiencing that. I've heard the jungle is awesome. I would say my five favorite venues, this includes the venue itself, like the condition it's in, in addition to the history, uh, the, the vibe, the environment that is provided by the fans. So I'm taking a lot of things into consideration. Is it on campus? Is it not? Et cetera, et cetera. I would say in no order, I would go... Hinkle? Yep. Yeah, Butler. I would go Bog Allen, Kansas. I would say uh, the Palestra in Philly. Mm. I would say, I'll give you two more here. Let me think. Two other epic ones. Cameron, yeah, Cameron will be four. And then, um, I've been to a lot. I think, I think I would go Mackey at Purdue at five. Narrowly ahead of Bud Walton at Arkansas, though Arkansas was pretty fantastic. Mm. I got it for the Duke game. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? As we talk about this, and I, there are still plenty on my list that I'd love to visit one day, um, I love the fact that the sport has so many, like it probably has legitimately like 30 to 35 great venues. Mm-hmm. And then it's got another 100 awesome venues but like the, the upper tier is uh is so big and for many different reasons and it's another reason why i love college hoops and uh i'm excited to get to another one for the first time in auburn in a week and a half i believe you and your co- uh, colleague on the ion college basketball podcast gary parish neither of you have been at hilton before is that correct correct i have uh, i have never uh, <laughs> i want to cross it off soon because when i went to arkansas i'd never been i'd never stepped foot in the state of arkansas i got that done in november when i go to alabama It'll be the first time I ever Mm. go to Alabama. I've been to like 35 states, but I have never. I've been to Illinois, Missouri, Kansas. I've never stepped foot in the state of Iowa. And so I've never been to Hilton, and I need to check that off the list. We need to, yeah, definitely make that a change. Well, let's uh, continue with the Big 12. And speaking of Iowa State, the beginning of your weekly column court, a report up at CBSSports.com talked about the game from Saturday night in Boy, there was a lot to take away from that one. The biggest one, Scott Drew ejected for the first time in 707 Jeez. games as a head coach after he got the hook, after being outside of the coach's box. Your takeaway, Norlander. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so uh, to kind of really set the stage here. So, yeah, Saturday I was down there to see UConn St. John's at the Garden. Then I had to go back up to Connecticut, and, uh, and I was in our CBS Sports HQ TV studios and doing uh, studio work that night. But I was watching a bunch of games, obviously, all at once in our green room. And so I'm, like, pretty dialed in on this Iowa State-Baylor game. But I did not see – I can't remember why I didn't see it. I might have been out uh, on the desk at that point. But I did not see Drew's first technical foul. But when he got the second one and then he got the hook – um, it was obviously fairly shocking to see uh, how that happened. So the story that I have up today at CBSSports.com uh, gives the background as to how we even got to this point. Like, it's a pretty flimsy second technical foul, but here's the deal. And I'm not, ta- I'm not saying that because I wrote this story, it's why this all happened. But as coincidence would have it, six weeks ago, five weeks ago, I wrote a story about how coaches keep jumping onto the court and, and borderline interfering with play and – this had been, you know, something that was a, you know, half point of emphasis for years and years, but nothing was changing. Shaka Smart had a viral moment just before New Year's Eve and all this stuff. And after I wrote that, turns out that Curtis Shaw, the Big 12 coordinator of officials, in mid-January, he sent a memo to every coach, every official in the league that was basically a rundown of, here, we can't have this. Bench decorum in period. And let me remind you of what has to happen in order to keep things in order. And if these aren't in order, here's the protocols in place. Well, that was sent out. Coaches were aware of it, and as it was as it would happen, the crew that was working Iowa State Baylor um, is known as you know the, the Jeb Hartness is the lead who is the crew chief there. He's known as one of the most by the book interpretive literal officials mm. there are, and so that's really how what got Drew. I, I firmly believe if most other Big Twelve officials were working that game, he wouldn't have gotten the second technical. Um, so there was that, and then I also broke the news today that only this season, which is this is wowing, only this season has the Big 12 formally been reviewing and grading the performance of its referees. That had not been happening before. Now, obviously, there was monitoring of this kind of stuff, but in an official capacity, it was the last power conference to do so. And so with that in mind, Drew getting that second technical probably happened, not just because he had one of the, um, the tightest whistles, and Jeff Hartness, he also had an officiating crew that knows that, you know, if they miss this stuff after this memo was sent, they could get called to the carpet. So here we are. I reported earlier Mac Rhodes will be fined $25,000. In fact, I think that's getting officially announced in about 12 minutes here, guys. Um, and he'll have a public reprimand because he went after the officials. So a little bit of drama. And the irony, as you guys know, Scott Drew, not that like he's not deserving of getting tossed out of a game if he misbehaves. Of course, that's the case. He had never been thrown out, and he would be – he really might be the the coach in the entire league, other than maybe Johnny Dawkins at this point, who would be least likely to get kicked out of a game for anything, any kind of behavior he'd have. Uh, interesting. What's the difference in this year's Purdue team opposed to last year's team? The guards are more dependable. They make better decisions. Um, and then Lance Jones, who is a yeah. transfer from Southern Illinois, his involvement has changed the dynamic for Purdue from a playmaking perspective, from a defensive perspective, and having just a little bit more. Largely, Purdue uh, has a lot of the same elements that it did a season ago, but it's just a little more well-rounded. Edie's gotten a little bit better, so it's, it's a little here, a little there, a little there, and lo and behold, Purdue is, you know, a, uh, an across-the-board top three team, both in, like, not just the human pulse guys, but the metrics have had Purdue top three the entire season. 
Poke a hole in your home state team there, the Connecticut Huskies, the defending national champions. They're different this year, but they're still really talented. What holes would you poke in that team to win another title? Okay, that's a good question here. Because um, I think UConn's ceiling is the highest of anyone in the sport. Hmm. I think it's important to keep in mind that UConn has had players dinged up. And I don't know if it's had more than two or three games the whole season where the entire roster was available and basically 100% healthy. Um, yet they've been dominant <laughs> the 20 and 2. It's wild. If if I'm poking holes, I'd say Tristan Newton's an awesome point guard. If you and I, it's hard to poke holes in the team guys. It really is. <laughs> I would say they don't have a dynamic playmaker. That is something that I would keep in mind and I'd say that their three-point shooting is just okay, so maybe they're susceptible to getting got if uh, if they don't shoot well from three. The two losses are by four against Kansas, and they did not have every, they didn't have everyone available in that game. At they Kansas, were at Kansas, and then they lost by fifteen at Seton Hall, and in that game, uh, I can't remember if they had everyone. They might have had everyone in that one. Just a weirdly uh, bad game. I know they shot abysmally from three-point range in that game there. But for the most part, man, they are just they are loaded, well-rounded. And I asked Dan Hurley after Saturday's win against St. John's if this team this season is further along than last year's team at this point, like the first week of February. I think he wanted to tell me yes, but he wasn't willing quite quite willing to go there because he knows that last year's team had certain elements about them uh, in terms of just you know. When the, when the going got tough and they had this losing streak in January, everyone uh, stiffened and didn't, uh, and didn't break there. I think he thinks this group mostly has that, but they just haven't. Like, they lost to Seton Hall. It was shocking, but they haven't had a lot of adversity from a results standpoint. The, the injuries here and there, like, that's been something. But, uh, but, yeah, man, guys, I think this team is, uh, is just as good as the one that was last year's champion. Uh, Matt, uh, my last thing for you. When you look at Iowa State, what do you see out of uh, TJ squad? I see. Okay, so with Iowa State, I figure we we get into your uh, to your guys here. I think that this Iowa State team is going to only reinforce. Let me just go big picture and then specific real quick. I think it will only reinforce on a national level that TJ Alsaberger is going to build something that is reliable year over year. He's going to get to a third straight tournament. Um, and two years ago, they made the Sweet 16. I think that this team is going to win multiple games in the tournament. Um, it would genuinely shock me if this year's team met the fate of last year's group, which oh, they, they, lost a, they lost a weird one. I can't remember. They lost it. I remember Pitt, they, lose, Pitt, they yeah. lost It was Pitt. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go. I remember they lost and being like, dude, I think they got, didn't they like not even crack 50 in that right game? Right around yeah. there, yeah. They were down to 18-2 yeah. with like eight minutes left in the half. <laughs> so not to dredge bad memories there. I, I don't think that's <laughs> happening with this year's team, and they obviously almost pulled it out at Iowa State, almost barely, although that was just such a weird game there. Uh, defensively so impressive. Taman Lipsy, I know the fan base knows a lot about him, and Big 12 fans are starting to know. Um, maybe he's due for a big moment there. But as long as like Lipsy and uh, Momchilovich continue to be such impressive shooters and Lipsy can kind of go both ways, um, it's, not the, it's not the sexiest team. I get all that. Uh, but TJ's got a style about him. And they haven't even had like uh, Omaha Bilyeu, like the freshman. Like he has not been the guy that maybe some fans were expecting right off the bat. And, you know, obviously there's been the uh, – some games where he hasn't been able to play, of course. But I, I, I like their chances to finish top five in the Big 12 and be wearing home whites for their first game. Altenberger is just such a good defensive coach. 
And, like, some losses are going to come. But I think Iowa State fans are probably savvy enough to realize the league is a monster. (laughs) The style they play is going to give them more chances to win games against tough opponents than it will enable a potential upset against an inferior opponent. And that's the trade-off you take. And they have enough shooting there that I expect them, broadly speaking, even though you didn't uh, ask this specifically, I would expect Iowa State to wind up, mark me down for... Uh, five seed for the Cyclones, and I'll say, uh, yeah, I'll say, barring a weird matchup in that second round, I'll say they um, they get to the Sweet 16 and maybe uh, maybe drop the game to the one seed in their region. Cyclone fans would sign for that. Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com. Matt, thank you as always. We appreciate it. We're out of time. Thank you, Matt. Later, guys. Good to talk to you. Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com. We'll end on that note. Oh, man. Love talking to Norlander. Hoops. Second weekend of the tournament for Iowa State fans. Where do you sign? Yes. Right. I'm Murph and Andy, five minutes away. The drive with Heather and Sean, three to six. We're Miller and Condon weekdays, 11 to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.